Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Postgraduate Podcast, Impartial Discussion. Today we are joined by Mark Richardson and we will be discussing uh, coronavirus and um, loads of different nuances regarding it. Sorry to interrupt, this Alex from the future. Unfortunately, the audio coming from a microphone is going to be a little bit more quiet in about one minute for the rest of the episode. And I tried my hardest to fix it, but I just couldn't. So apologies for that. But you should still be able to somewhat hear me and I hope you still enjoy the episode. So I know Mark from university. Uh, we lived in the same accommodation. And um, what course did you do for uni? Um, Applied computing. Applied computing, okay, cool. And um, how come you want to talk about COVID? Um, so I feel like it's a lot of thing, well, a lot of people relate to this, and and also it's related to my dissertation because mm-hmm. my dissertation is all about how the, how the pandemic has impacted work from home environments and digital de- digital devices. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I think it would be good for my secondary research for my dissertation. Okay, cool, cool, nice. Well, I'd just like to say now, if anyone is listening and they um were working from home throughout lockdown, um, I still got my survey up um online. I'll link that in like the Oh yeah, it'll be in my um Instagram bio. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, um when I when I like share this on Instagram I'll tag oh, yeah. you and then mm-hmm. okay. So without further ado, let's begin. However, uh on this since this is the revamped version of mm-hmm. the podcast, I do have kinda like I created like starter questions that I'm gonna ask every single person. Oh, okay, yeah. And then um like when they're answered, um then we'll like continue to the thingy. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like just to give it a bit more of a interesting vibe kind of thing. So what is your favorite shoe? Favorite shoe. Um, what type of shoe are you looking? At you. Oh, literally. So like, it could be a trainer, it could be um, a boot, like what skate shoe? Because um, skate shoe. Okay. It's kind of hard to tell. There's loads of skate shoes out there that I tried are actually absolutely amazing, really good quality. Mm. One of my favorites are probably um, Lakai or I'm going to mention a lot of names: Lakai, America, ES, mm. okay, cool. uh, Etnies. Yeah, I've heard of some of them too. I haven't heard of Etnies. Etnies. Yeah. So your favorite shoe is the skate shoe. Um, okay. So question number two: Describe yourself in under ten words. Could be an adjective, a sentence, a quote, whatever you like. Um. Well, the first four would be um, my personality type, which is mm-hmm. introversion, intuition, feeling, perception, okay, which cool. makes me a mediator. Mm-hmm. Um, What's a mediator? As is that like the name of the person? Oh yeah. So I'm more, more introverted. I like uh, my alone time. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, cool. Final thing. Describe your surroundings. So like the weather, temperature, sounds, whatever you want. Just just put the reader in the atmosphere. Well, looking out the window, it's very gloomy today. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's quite, it's, it's fairly cold, although hopefully very soon we'll get the warmer weather. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, this is actually my first time in an active room. And I've got to say, it's <laughs> very nice. I really like the, the tapestry on his wall. Mm. Meant to be some sort of fancy world, or <laughs> I don't know what it's meant to, to mean. Um, I really like his use of LED lights uh, along the room, nice. oh, uh, different oh, colors. Thank you. Thank you. This wasn't, <laughs> I feel like I'm getting you to come. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> and I must say, I always really like the, the whiteboards. That's something I like to have in my room yeah. as well. I hope you be more organized and, and productive. 100%, 100%. All right, cool. Okay, fair enough. So hopefully, the reader, you're in the room now. Okay, so let's begin so where would you like to start sir uh well the first topic i'd like to discuss is how's the co- how's the government dealt with the pandemic mm-hmm. so what would you say like are you happy with the response are you do you feel like more could have been done give me like your rundown. um yeah i definitely feel like more could have been done <laughs> well especially at the start it was um i think it's a bad sin- bad decision to announce lockdown later than when the pandemic was announced mm. so I don't know how it was in other countries, but in the UK, when they announced the pandemic, they didn't announce the actual lockdown until like a week or so later, mm. which encouraged so many people to go to the pubs and go out and socialise to make the most of it before lockdown, mm. which may have increased the, the, the spikes in the, in the cases. Yeah, that's a very good point, to be fair, yeah. That's true. I feel like, um, obviously, the main example is New Zealand and how they've dealt with it. They've oh, yeah. like locked their borders off completely, and now oh, yeah. they're having festivals, like, there's no issues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, I feel like I feel like you have countries like New Zealand, obviously China, mm-hmm. just locked everything down. Yeah. Like you have like two kind of you have the countries which can just lock people down, like in China, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have countries which can't really do that because you know democracy and freedom yeah. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. 
But then out of these guys, you have the countries which just shut down the borders and stuff like that and made sure that like the lockdown wasn't really impacting like the freedoms of the people, but like it was done in a way where it was early enough for like that sort of locking of someone inside yeah. shouldn't even need to happen, which the UK kind of unfortunately missed out on. Um, would you say it's, um, would you say, what well, you know, what would you have done if you were in government, let's say, and it's, you know, February? So it's tricky because I think if the pandemic had been earlier, then it could have crashed the economy. Mm-hmm. I feel that. But definitely if it had a, like, gone, gone, gone out earlier, it would have probably saved lots of lives because it would have prevented the, the spread of COVID cases. Yeah, no, 100%, 100%. I feel like the economy is quite a weird one because, like, mm. obviously now we've you know we've had a year of lockdown, and I feel like, to be fair, having like a week of lockdown, you know, earlier, even mm. though it could have impacted the economy negatively, the uh-huh. negative impacts of our current economy state, I feel like are so much worse. Yeah, than, like, what they could have been like we fully could have bounced back and then been like, basically, I'm thinking this from literally China because China they um once they pretty much you know had the lockdown then covid just got eradicated because literally mm-hmm. no one met anyone oh, yeah. um they basically just got back to work really and then they started supplying mm. everything for the world as the world was crumbling and obviously like you know their economy just boomed incredibly i don't know the exact statistic but like i know that they're they're now basically the top of the world essentially and i feel like if the uk had done something similar then albeit we could have had like negative impacts on the economy but as mm. all the other countries are struggling the uk could have been the one you know producing masks and selling them it could be the one i don't know just benefiting economically from the rest yeah. of the world crumbling mm-hmm. anything else really you'd like to add about the government um, i have like a few things but well i think for the um test and trace system they could have done it a whole lot better <laughs> so i'm an it student and there, there's so many different piece of software they could have used which would have been like, so much better for storing all the data because oh, didn't, didn't they use like an excel spreadsheet to store I've, data i've read about that i think i think they did but i'm not sure if that's like a credible source if you like mm, yeah that's what i've heard yeah um so what so you're an it student right so um mm-hmm. would you be able to inform the listeners of kind of like what the test and trace was meant to be and then why it failed if you know why um well, I haven't done a lot of research onto this, but it's just meant to track, um, um, get people's details and see if anything, anyone they, they know, anyone they've been in contact with is positive with COVID, then it'll contact them and then see um, what to tell them that this person's been positive and you need to you know, stay at home because you could have it as well. Mm. And, um, and also, how would um, how did it work? Because you said you're an IT student. Like, you know how you yeah. said that they used Excel? So what was, like, what was that for? Was that the database? or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so was the issue basically just the database was too small? As in, like, the Excel couldn't handle it, or? I think maybe there just wasn't enough storage for like, all the data. Like, yeah. run out of space. Too big, sorry. Yeah. yeah. See, see. Okay, fair enough. I feel like one another thing is that the government doesn't really, like... Have you heard, like, the news about, like, Dominic Cummings fucking going up and down the country? Oh, yes. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like they don't really listen to their own rules, or, like, they think that they're above yeah. them in some cases. And I feel like they definitely doesn't help with something like the test and trace because it's kind of like it seems like they didn't take covid seriously and it's just like they didn't take it seriously to the point where like it was just detrimental to society because obviously with them not taking it seriously not only did they like not lock borders down and like like soon enough or like have proper lockdowns they also you know broke the rules constantly and they also done done like very weird like stupid stuff to be honest like the tests and trace just being wasted yeah. mm-hmm. like the masks things at the start and it kind of gave the public this impression that you know what like yeah covid and whatnot but at the end of the day the government isn't even doing it properly so why mm-hmm. should i and it kind of gave this whole like complacency across yeah. the country mm-hmm. and that combined with poor lockdowns i feel like really is what kind of done us dirty in this like covid season yeah i feel like i feel like if it was labor we would have seen something like um like what was happening in America. So like, you know, they just mm-hmm. stimulus check after stimulus check, or like oh, stimulus yeah. thing, just inflating the dollar beyond any sort of measurable comprehension. Um, so I don't really think that would have been better, but at the same time, I feel like uh-huh. people would have like cared more about people's lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like a non-conspiracy kind of 
uh-huh. guy. Uh, so do you think it was just a failed attempt? Or like, do you think they really tried and they just didn't get it to work? Or do you think the public opinion? I think it was just like poor planning. Poor planning, okay, fair enough. Yeah, because um, it reminds me of an assignment I did at uni for my project management module, mm-hmm. where you've heard of a project called uh, the National Programme for IT. It was something with the uh, NHS. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a way to make like making appointments easier and okay, cool. yeah, start use technology more in the NHS. But it was going on for about like ten years or so, where it kept being um, overfunded and not enough work was being put into it. So, oh man, like, the budget was just like mostly wasted because yeah, it was most just to because um, of like poor project management. Like, and I think they could just like see into the future and being mm-hmm. overly ambitious. Yeah, no, I see that. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I feel like poor planning definitely. Yeah. Definitely was like a big, big issue. Why do you think there was? Why do you think it was like such poor planning? Um, well, I guess because we haven't done nothing like this ever happened before and like recently. Mm. So it's just oh, yeah. didn't know well, what to expect. See, I do agree. Nothing like this happened recently, but it was literally in 2018, I think, that they had like a conference in like Switzerland or something oh, like really? that. Oh, really? And they literally, I can't remember what it was called, sorry to anyone listening, but they literally they were like what are we gonna do in case the world has a pandemic and they uh-huh. literally like all the leaders of all countries just gathered and then they planned and then like they they basically went for a scenario which was exactly like covid mm-hmm. like you know the game plague inc where like you're like a virus and you have to like infect uh, the whole world oh is that um the one where you like swigging around trying to like um, no. you, you basically you just have like a map and then you just click like this country and you're oh, like no. oh okay, no fair enough. it's like a like like fun i guess mobile game um you can get on computer basically Mm. you're just a virus and you try to like you just like a strategy game try to kill the whole world oh yeah basically went through that scenario and then they were like okay cool this is what we're gonna do we're gonna do this 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 and then covid happened and they just didn't do anything like they just they just Mm. failed on every account and like it's actually hilarious they literally like i'll try to i'll do i'll show you after the podcast like the event but like it's it was pretty much like one for one like what happened with covid mm-hmm. and they should have been prepared for it and they just weren't probably because they were like i ah, you know what this happened in 2018 like this event is in 2018 probably not mm-hmm. gonna happen for another like five years so <sighs> then they just didn't like actually prepare oh. and then it just happened but um okay fair enough so that was uh the government response is there anything else that you'd like to um we'd like to lead it into predictions for the pandemic in the next few months so what I think about the the vaccine, that I'm not confident that it's actually going to help us go back to normal, at least mm-hmm. not anytime soon, because with the new variants, you know, there's a Philippine variant, the Brazilian variant, we're, yeah. we're discovering new variants like recently. Yeah, it's like one new a month for this point. <laughs> Literally, yeah. And the vaccine might not might be immune to those mm. to those variants, so they might be um like very useful. Yeah. I mean, yeah, to be fair, that's what, like, if a vaccine was made for one variant, then it's not going yeah. for another one, yeah. Well, the, the government has done a good job with, like, dishing out the, the, the vaccine. What was the government, you say? Well, who's done a good job, sorry? Well, the vaccine's been rolled out, like, at a good rate. Yeah, yeah. You know, in a quick time. You feel like other countries are doing it better? Um, like, for instance, Biden said that they're going to try to reach, like, I think it was, oh, what was it? I literally, I just read headlines because I'm like so busy, I don't really have time to read news articles, but um, it was, I think they're trying, they're going to try to reach like 200 million vaccinations. Oh yeah. And I don't know by when, but I'm going to guess by probably like May or something like that. Mm-hmm. And how much, do you know how many vaccinations the UK has? Oh. Um, okay, more than 29 million people in the UK have oh, received yeah. at least one dose of the vaccine. Mm-hmm. So there's, what, 68 million people in the UK? So we basically yeah. have, like, just under half. Um, but that's an old article, I think. So basically we have half mm-hmm. the people vaccinated with the first dose. First dose, as far as I know, isn't um, as helpful. I think you need, like, fully two, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, so, but, you know, like, you, they're two weeks apart, I believe. Isn't it? Like, you take one dose and oh, yeah. you come back for two weeks. So mm-hmm. we basically have half the country vaccinated already. So, um, okay, fair enough. So, yeah, there's, there's loads of new variants and stuff like that. So... Mm-hmm. So it's swinging this all the way back. So you're saying that um, the vaccine may not necessarily be helpful in those instances. Yeah. So what do you think will be... Well, I mean, obviously, this is the point in predictions for the future. So, yeah. so what, what do you think will happen by, um, let's say, May? Because obviously, things are opening back mm-hmm. in April. So do you think we'll have, like, another lockdown? Um, 
Yes, I think there will be because there are other, com- <laughs> other countries in Europe that yeah. that already announced the the third wave. Really? Come on, I didn't know. Man. Yeah, I think other countries. I think, I mean, maybe one, but France um, are already in another lockdown. Oh, or, or close to being in another lockdown. Crikey, that is. <laughs> That's not good. Oh yeah, God. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens in the next few weeks or so. No, hundred percent. Well, it's funny because they're announcing that, you know, barbers and pubs are probably going to be open again. But, I mean, even if they're open for a little bit, that's just going to spike the COVID cases up again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Will. And did you see the video with um, Boris Johnson saying, "Oh, I can't wait to get a haircut. I can't wait to go for a pint in the pub." I could just see the pain in his eyes. Yeah. I think it's very lucky that in a few weeks he's going to tell us that that's not going to be possible. <laughs> I feel like we'll be maybe like slowly graduating up because I feel like people are yeah. more coming outside and like there's loads of like parties mm. going on. Like people yeah. kind of stop caring. But um, I feel like we'll definitely have like a slow rise, like an exponential sort of thing. And then lockdown yeah. ends and then shoots back up again. And then a week later mm. we're back in lockdown. What are your, um, what are your plans for the summer? Have you like made plans to like go anywhere, <laughs> um, fly out? <laughs> well, I haven't really many plans to fly out because I think that's not probably not going to be possible. But I've got a few festivals booked. Mm, yes, so <laughs> I was a victim of like panic buying. So when they announced that, when they announced the roadmap um, to June twenty first, where everyone's going to go back to normal, that was when lots of people were buying like festival tickets because that's when like literally every almost every festival was going on sale. Mm. So I thought, oh god, I need to get I need to get a ticket. So I put a deposit down for um, a VIP ticket for NAS NAS Festival in Somerset, mm, yeah. and also bought um, a day uh, Leeds Fest festival mm. ticket. But now I'm thinking, like, don't really want to go to these festivals if they do go ahead. <laughs> oh, do you feel like people would be wearing masks if like just everyone's in masks at the <sighs> festival, or do you feel like there is a slight chance that it would just be back to normal? I don't know because. I feel a lot of people just wouldn't wouldn't care. Yeah, Because yeah, when you're at a festival, you have to you can't wear a mask because you're so you're, yeah, not, you're jumping yeah. around. You get so yeah. so tired. Mm. Yeah, that's true too. Fam. Wow, it's looking it's just not looking good. I was kind of optimistic mm. for the summer. Yeah, but, but now that you said that there's other countries joining like the wave free gang, that's yeah, so, <laughs> that's looking quite bleak. <laughs> oh, tight. I mean, at least now we're um, like more prepared for it because back in March. I mean, we had a full lockdown, but at least um, like one year later, we have have some experience with the pandemic. And mm, that's true. We're trying to be a bit more prepared for the the summer. Yeah. Because even that's last true. summer, the cases weren't too high, and there weren't too many deaths. Mm. Well, I would be surprised if lockdowns literally like fluctuate, mm. like like they've done before. Because like, during Christmas, I'm thinking, oh god, like during Christmas, the cases are going to spike up again, and we're going to be in lockdown in January. And the same thing is going to happen again when cases go down. We're going to go back outside and, and increase the cases. It's just going to be continuously like that wavelength. Yeah. Do you feel like it'll stop in 2021? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I'm not very, yeah, not very optimistic. Probably not, not very optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there is a chance. I feel like they play their cards right. There is a chance it could end in 2021. Mm. But at the same time, I don't, I don't know. Just, I feel like, because it's quite weird. Like, the government, realistically, you'd expect them. Like, they all went to, I have, like, very, like, contrasting views on them. I don't really know what mm-hmm. the right view is. Because, like, on one hand, they all went to, like, you know, private schools or whatever, like, Eton. And so, so like, these men, they're not stupid. Like, if you mm-hmm. think the government is stupid, you're just wrong. Like, they're not stupid. Yeah. It's just whatever you think they should be doing, for instance, you know, saving lives, right? Let's Let's just go out there. Let's say you think they should be saving lives and you're like, oh, they're not saving lives. They're stupid. Nah, you're wrong. They're, maybe that's what they're like, you know, I don't know the word, perpetuating. or like, Maybe that's what they're showcasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they actually have completely different aims. And the way they're finessing everyone and just like going after those other like aims and goals and just completely yeah. ticking them all off whilst people are thinking, oh, the government is just dumb. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy. And like, I feel like I feel like if they play the cards right, they could just yeah. like that. Well, not just like that, to be fair, but like they could really nicely like get rid of COVID, like even by the end of 2021, even by autumn, probably. Mm. Yeah, so COVID's been happening for a year now. And you were saying how, obviously, with lockdown and like with people not being able to work, they had to work from home. Mm-hmm. So what are your like views on that? 
I know from first-hand experience, people who just go to their office and just sit at a computer, that they can like they can obviously work from home equally as well. Mm-hmm. But in some jobs, you have to be furloughed because obviously you can't work from mm. home. Oh yeah. Um, yeah well, lockdown has proved that a lot of jobs can be d- done from home because mm. I was like a year, a year before, if you had have told um, I say if you did have a job which can be done from home, I don't know. That's a teaching. They're teaching, yeah. So if you hadn't asked um, like your boss, oh, can I do this work at home? They said, no way, that's not possible. Mm. But this lockdown has proved that, that that is possible for a lot of jobs. Mm. How do you think that will like, impact in the future? Do you feel like some jobs will be now like, um, more easy with it? Well, yeah, because what we've been researching so far is that a lot of people um, do actually enjoy work from home. And when everything goes back to normal, they want to have an equal balance between in office work and home working. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I can see that to be fair. Because some people do like the like the freedom of work from home where they're sort of like don't, not be, always been told what to do or, mm-hmm. or they have the time to spend more time with family or do um, other in general like hobbies and yeah, no, or like exercising. Yeah. Travel time as well. You don't have to travel oh, yeah. to from work. That is a lot yeah. of time. Yeah, that's true. A lot of people... That's been the main thing in my research that I've noticed so far is a lot of people... Like they save so much time from not commuting, mm. yeah. but I, I've researched that it can also be a bad thing as well because a lot of people. Wait, 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 what, what do you say? It could, it could lead to um, something negative as well because. I work from home. Yeah. Or just like saving time from that like, commuting because a lot of people, oh, I, I think, that would the extra time that they need to they do they, that they have like for not commuting. It can mean that they they spend more time at work and they feel more pressure to get more work done. Spend more time like, at their at their desks like, doing work. Mm. I could be, I could be quite a bad thing because I think it might be harder for them to switch off. Mm. What like if they're at home? Like, would it be harder for them to switch off if they're at home or if they're at work? Well, yeah, because we don't really have a set time where you have to oh, leave yeah. the office. So yeah, 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 definitely. I feel like to be fair, I feel like it's quite a. It's quite weird because yeah, on one hand, I, I definitely agree. Like, you, if you're working from home, and like you don't need to commute or anything like that, like I feel like it will yeah. be uh, harder to switch off in it. But yeah. at the same time, mm-hmm. like when you're at work, like when you're in an office, when you're like in a yeah busy environment, like it's kind of like mm-hmm. going to the library or revising at home. Mm-hmm. Personally, I've always found going to the library a lot easier. Like, yeah, I'm a lot more productive, and like there's no distractions, and. Um, I feel like with some jobs, like teaching, for instance. Actually, mm. no, no, I lied. I feel like with some jobs, you have... Because, like, a few of my friends, they work from... Like, I have a guy who works in insurance, right? And he's just mm-hmm. doing everything from home rather than from his yeah. office computer. Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't have the commute, the commuting hours, but he basically has the exact same work day. Mm-hmm. Except, like, if he finishes work early, he can just go chill rather than, like, having to stay in the office or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like it's quite a weird one where some people will be more productive in the office but then other mm-hmm. people will just smash out the work and be more productive at home yeah. and then just do all their work in like four hours and then just take the rest of the day off that's true yeah whereas at work you don't really get that so you kind of just like laying out your day so that you know you're like kind of working but kind of not but like, what do you think yeah because a lot of people they might not like you said if you want to do all your work in such a short amount of time mm-hmm. when you're in office you have to follow the the same routine that everyone else does yeah and it might not be suited to everyone some people mm. might take longer to do their work or yeah no, no, yeah. And also some people um a lot of people miss the interactions with their colleagues that's one thing i've noticed in my research mm. what was your um what's your research like title it's um how's the how the how's the pandemic impacted work from home environments and our use of digital devices mm. okay cool um so, so you just said that people miss their like work colleagues. You know? Yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like um a lot of adults they don't necessarily have like that many you know mates or like acquaintances like friends from outside of work, and uh-huh. um their work colleagues are like a good basis of like socializing and stuff like that. Yeah. So, would you say that like one way that working from home has impacted people is negatively? like mentally oh actually wait I know you said that the mental health point is another thing so would you like to discuss that Um, after no we could just discuss it now yeah so like do you feel like um, the like do you feel like not seeing your colleagues will really like impact some people Um, 
yeah, would, would definitely impact some people because some people might find it easier to work in a group of people when actually mm. like face to face. Yeah, and some people um can't really cope with like like Zoom or they don't really like that sort of environment. Mm. Really prefer to meet people in person. Yeah. Then other people like me who are more introverted who prefer working alone. So mm. I mean, I'm not, I'm not working in a job. I'm a student, so so I find I wouldn't wouldn't affect me too much because I prefer like doing things independently. Yeah. Well, especially especially I work on a project, so I like mm. to work on my own most of the time. Mm. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I feel like it's pretty much just that divide. Like if you're introverted, then yeah. it's just quite good for you. <laughs> yeah. But then if you're extroverted, then like it's it's chaos pretty mm. much. Like because I've um, like I'm quite like in between. I don't know what the word is like. Amb- uh, ambivert. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I used to be introverted, but then I realized that um. I literally I just watched this YouTube channel highly highly recommend it's called Charisma on Command oh I love that channel oh my god so good yeah it just it improved my interpersonal skills like beyond mm. like comprehension and then I just became an extrovert well not, not fully but like, like yeah. sometimes I need mm-hmm. extrovert but sometimes obviously I like to chill my ones um, but yeah I feel like that's pretty much like the divide like if you're extroverted then it's chaos oh yeah I just said that um, yeah. yeah like some of my friends they're extroverted and like they're really like struggling with like lockdown because mm. I'm not only are they just on their own and obviously like the friends that they would normally see they don't want to like see because of you know lockdown and stuff like that they don't want to spread covid and um especially like like one of my friends he's a tutor so like Mm -hmm. uh, he definitely couldn't see anyone because he still wanted like to work to go see his duties oh yeah Mm -hmm. but um i think like most of them just cancelled and then there's only one so like he didn't see anyone just so he could go to that one duty oh yeah basically he was like one of their house essentially um and it was just like, it's just like COVID. It's just, well, like being locked down for an extrovert. I feel like it's just so draining. Because like, have you seen mm. the thing where like introverts, they get their energy from being on their own, whereas extroverts yes. from being on people, yeah. And um, obviously human beings are like social animals. So like we do oh, need yeah, like, social interaction. And like introverts need social interaction. Extroverts, yeah. they need social interaction. Yeah. Like like there's another friend of mine who... um literally like uh, they they were really really struggling with mental health and i just told them like yo just just go out and see people like it's like if you see one or two people it's obviously just those you know one or two like don't just go around seeing yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but like if you see like one or two people even okay fair enough like you don't want to go to their house because you know lockdown and whatnot mm-hmm. but like you can still just go to the park you know like if you're going to the park and you're both wearing masks you're not going to spread COVID. You're not going to catch COVID. Like, yeah. you're in open air. You're both wearing masks. You can be, like, two meters apart and you're still with someone. And, mm-hmm. like, you can, you know, bring a football. I know football isn't, like, the thing for most people. I don't really care. But, like, yeah. like for example, you skate. Like, I know there's a, oh, yeah. there's a lot of people in East that skate. Like, something like that could still be done outside. Or, like, any other sort of sport. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like sport is really something that a lot of people could have done in lockdown. Like, with people, yeah. without... Mm-hmm. Like, it's quite weird because obviously, I'm, I'm sure you would have heard, like, there's bare, like, stories of people going outside for, like, a run and just being fined just because. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, that that can happen, but at the same time, if you're in a park, it's just not going to happen. Like, the police don't go into parks. And if they do, yeah, just run away. <laughs> like, I, f- I feel like, obviously, it's important to, like, listen to the rules and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's really really impacting your mental health then that's just a priority because like you're realistically the rules are there to not spread covid right so if you're ensuring that you're not going to spread covid just go out and link people like the rules don't fully make sense when like they make sense in general but like uh-huh. you can you know you can still go out and you can still see people and like like safely of course and you won't really do any damage but like i think a lot of people they've like had this like worry kind of like thing like they don't want to break the rules kind of thing mm. like that sort of mentality um but yeah like how, how have you obviously you're an introvert so you found it quite all right but like do you have any friends that found it quite um well, yeah yeah a lot, especially my brother because he's um pretty much opposite of me he's a social butterfly he's <laughs> a true extrovert mm. so yeah during the first lockdown it was quite difficult to him because he really wanted to get out and also he's a second year student at the moment and um mm. i really feel for him because at the moment yeah because it's so when it started was first year yeah, so his fir- yeah. half his first year was completely like cancelled. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine like in first year that's the best year, like yeah. where you can like go out and socialise. But he didn't have that for the second half of the year. Yeah, that's so that's a shame. That's such a shame. Yeah. So with me, um, I can kind of relate to that, but on the opposite end of the spectrum. Because mm. um, when I started uni, I was like obviously going on lots of nights out, going to lots of like yeah. people's parties, 
and that kind of like flips grip with me because I've all, always been someone who's um sort of kept to themselves. Mm. But that year was really good for me, like getting out of my comfort zone and mm. just making me more socially adjusted. Yeah, definitely. Was in the year before lockdown, um, before COVID. Well, yeah, first year, and yeah. also my gap year as well, because I took a gap year. Oh, I see. Because yeah. when I was in college, that was really a year where I mostly focused on my studies and not too much about like meeting friends or like going to parties yeah. and all that. Yeah, not fair enough. Then the next year was when I obviously didn't have a lot of responsibilities when I was only just working, so that's when I went out more and like, met new people and just like, mm. built on my confidence and social skills. Mm. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say as well, um, how uh, cause obviously like, we're discussing mental health, right? And um, how COVID has impacted um, people working from home. Do you have any more like interesting points? Because I see you said that you're doing research on it. Um, I was going to ask, because I feel like that's quite a good topic. Like working from Well, home. I feel like when people are using uh, technology more, they might experience like, information overload or like techno stress. Mm, yeah, 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 I hear that. Because I, I had an interview with my aunt, because I was doing it for my um, like qualitative research. Mm. And she was saying that with more, with a lot, with more emails and more messages you're getting from, from colleagues, it's quite hard to stay on top of it all. Mm. And hard to like cope with um, respond to all, to all the messages. Mm. Yeah. How old uh, is your aunt? I think 59. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I feel like techno overload is definitely like a big issue. And I feel like that's mm. where, like, you know, I was saying that um, like the newspapers, they're owned by like one Donny or like, yeah. a few Donnies. Um, and the fact that they constantly like say COVID, COVID this, COVID that, COVID that, COVID that, and it's just mm-hmm. death, 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 death everywhere, yeah. just every single day, and like just no other news other than more deaths in like I don't know Asia or something, and it's just death everywhere. Like I, I'm completely apathetic to it now. Like I fully just don't care anymore. But um, like I feel like a lot of people, the fact that they're like at home, and as you're saying, mm-hmm. like not only are they spending a lot more time on screens, but the screen is also just shouting death constantly <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Just so not good. what about you have you like found yourself to like have any tech issues or um like your aunt for instance or no? um well i feel like um using technology more has probably impacted people's productivity in a bad way or good way um probably in a bad way mm. see that's the thing well why do you think why do you think bad way because um, it could be people who um, are not used to using technology so frequently, so they could be um, mm. not digitally illiterate, mm. or oh, yeah, there might be certain yeah. software that my wife has to use for their for their job, and they might have used them before. And that's the thing, though, like, when the pandemic hit, like since we were like so unprepared for this, we only had like a few days just to you know come up with a plan to like, to work from home at a lot of companies. Yeah. So it must have been like quite shocked to the system. Yeah, no, no, it definitely was. Yeah, I think. Um, like, what what are your views on social media? Like, do you think it's net good, net bad? Um, positive, negative. Well, p- probably um negative because what you see on social media isn't what happens in real life, and mm. it could be very very fake most of the time. Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely is. See, this is this is quite mad because um. I definitely agree. Like, social media is definitely like not really the place to be. Like, yeah. people on Twitter, they're for instance, I know Twitter. The reason why I came off Twitter, oh, I deleted Twitter as well. Yeah, yeah. like it's because the people that I had on there, they were just chatting absolute shit all the time and just getting bare likes and just bare support for mm. the shit they were chatting. And like, it just it just annoyed me because like they tweet some mad shit and then they'd be like, "Oh, this is just Twitter. I'm just joking." It's just like, like well, I know you're just joking, but like you're not memeing. Like it's not an actual mm. just a joke meme sort of thing. Like this is yeah. to some degree your actual view, and it's just like just came off there because it was just mad toxic but um like instagram as well like i had so much just crap on my instagram but then i realized yeah like i kind of like i used to like say social media is very negative right mm-hmm. and like kind of blame social media because obviously like not only is it negative in what you see but it's also negative like for instance instagram is like a slot machine right? yeah like it's mm-hmm. a dopamine thing and like they really want you to stay on the apps and stuff so they are intrinsically bad for you and like mm-hmm. they are they essentially they make money from stealing your motivation and like your dopamine and other stuff yeah. like that. Um, and obviously, as you said, like it's all mainly fake as well. Like a lot of things that you see, they're not actually like how people mm-hmm. live in real life and stuff. But at the same time, what I did was I was like, you know what? Yeah, social media is bad, but there are people who are highly, highly benefiting from it. And yeah. how does that happen? And then I was like, okay, cool. Well, let me just unfollow all this dumb shit and let me follow like 
inspirational people or like mm-hmm. you know gary v gary v yeah. yeah like i follow gary v and then like a few people that he like tagged and i got like a few of my friends like one of my friends like i got her to also follow gary v and like she just started sending me stuff and it was just like i don't know like social media is bad but then if you use it in a positive way then it's actually yeah. so good because i'm like we just said i followed all the people that don't bring value into my life or mm-hmm. just make me feel bad about myself or yeah. i mean it could be on me like, it's not on there yeah. the well, no, no, yeah. to some degree it is on them as well yeah that is like the point but most of this follow stuff that um we're actually getting motivated like mm-hmm. like most of the people i follow on instagram are like friends family or or skateboarders yeah, yeah. they're like the main people who i follow yeah because yeah. skateboarding you know i just love watching skate flips it gets me motivated to go outside and skate mm. and it inspires me to learn new tricks as well which is good yeah no, that's good yeah yeah and so i also really like these um pro skaters as a person mm. uh, they're really really good people mm. i've actually met a couple of pro skaters in real life and oh, okay. they're really genuine in leeds, oh. and in leeds was it like in this like whilst you're skating in the skate park or just um well one time i met a pro skater at nas uh, oh i see oh man <laughs> andrew reynolds oh, uh, well, he's one of the top 10 pro skaters in in the world pretty much oh man crazy nice how, how did a meeting go oh, very, very very calm yeah like did you just say hi or did you like chat to him no i chat to him oh nice yeah that's wavy that's wavy yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah like exactly so like if you if you turn social media because like if essentially it's kind of like this very big kind of like thing that I have in my head, which is like, there's a quote, yeah. If you know the rules of the game, play, right? Yeah. And I started seeing the world as like a chessboard, right? So mm-hmm. you can't play chess if you don't know the rules, right? Yeah. And, but then like, you can't win, like you can't play, let alone win. But then once you learn the rules, you can play and therefore you can win. Yeah. And it's like, I started seeing the world literally exactly like that all the time. So like, knowledge is the rules so like knowledge is power right mm-hmm. and knowledge is the rules so the more you learn about the world the more rules essentially you learn on how it operates mm-hmm. and like something like social media for instance i learned that there's you know an algorithm and obviously everyone knows about yes. the algorithm and stuff like that but like i delved a bit deeper and like i found out exactly what it does and like how it works and how like it feeds you exactly what you want and like you know i watched like yeah like i watched like that documentary i can't remember what it's called but like the one on netflix oh i think the great hack or whatever it's called there's the great hack and then there's another one but they're both on a, the social dilemma that's it those two yeah uh-huh. both on like social media stuff and like how it's crazy but um and yeah and i was like well if there is this algorithm why don't i just use it to my advantage and now it's just mm. every time i go on instagram yeah it's like there is some degree of crap but it's actually like just net positive for me now yeah and like i feel like same with like for instance, like breaking COVID rules, right? Just to see people for the sake of your like mental mm-hmm. health, like you know the rules, right? But at the same time, you know that they're there for, like, if you if you take like a second to actually think about it, you know that there's rules, but then you know that yeah. they're there to stop COVID. So if mm-hmm. you don't spread COVID, you can break the rules. It's not like mm-hmm. to some degree. So it's like, I feel like, I feel like knowledge is so like important to really determining how you see the world. Like if you know how the world works, then I feel like you'll be rather more optimistic because you'll have a an idea of how to like conquer it if you like rather like yeah yeah mad mad thought um, <laughs> but um yeah like is there anything else regarding tech that uh that like you've noticed in your research um or like like is there any other like effects that are like i don't know weird or like you, you didn't expect like this to be an effect or um well, i reckon some people will be more fixated in their work life than their home life and they find it difficult to, to balance their home working environment. Mm. So like they spend more time like focusing on work. Yeah. Because yeah. like I said before, there's no like set time when you have to stop working. Mm. So, I mean, I find like with me sometimes when I'm doing an assignment, if I'm getting really engaged, I don't want to like, stop doing it until I finish a certain, yeah, a certain yeah. paragraph or something. Like you get in the zone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you just don't know when to, when to switch off. Mm. That's quite that's quite a big point to be fair because I remember reading somewhere um, about why it's like a, a very like it's a unique argument I've never heard it before but oh, yeah. um, like it was an argument of why people nowadays are more like depressed than like mm. back in you know the whatever the hundreds. yeah and obviously 
again, this is like an outlier argument, but what they said was back in those days, let's say you worked as a shoe maker, right? Mm -hmm. You make a shoe, there's only one way to make the shoe. You can't go wrong, and this is just the one solid way. You do these steps, and then you make three shoes a day, and then that's your day done, and that's uh -huh. it. Like, and that's basically it. And then you have you have targets. You have like you know exactly what to do. You know how to do it, and you know exactly when to stop, kind of thing. So like what you're saying, like a oh, lot yeah. of people. Well, yeah, like but nowadays the issue is that, which is like what you were saying, like mm -hmm. people don't really know where they're like stopping point is like back then you know free shoes or like free hay bales or whatever yeah whereas here what well, like you you extend the excel document for your insurance claims by like 10 people or like mm -hmm. maybe you do this or maybe you do that and there's so many different ways of doing everything mm. that like people just get lost and like they get lost to the point where like the complexity of the world just overwhelms them yeah and i feel like mm -hmm. this literally happens to basically like the vast majority of people like the world is too complex and they don't have like specific plans like what i did i posted this on my story as well um if you have something to do either set yourself like a like for instance for you like you said the paragraph right yeah i will set yourself like one of those targets or a time limit so like for instance uh -huh. i'm gonna work for three hours then that's it and then three hours hits and you're done like doesn't matter where you've mm -hmm. got to whatever and a lot of people don't really have that so like as you were saying so like they they don't have like a finishing time and without like the routine of someone working at home uh no, sorry, without the routine of someone working from an office, mm -hmm. working at home could be, like, very destabilizing. Yeah. And, like, no, yeah, like, it's it's quite a, like, I feel like that's definitely also impacted mental health in a mm -hmm. way that most people wouldn't even have realized. Because I can't work, you know, five o'clock, done, I'm done, I'm going home, yeah. doesn't matter what mm -hmm. I've done, doesn't matter what I haven't done. But now it's, like, could be five, could be three, mm -hmm. could be two, yeah. could be six. Like, it's so open and down to the person, but, like... They just don't know what to do with it. And for a lot of people, if they have extra responsibilities in the house where they have to look after the kids and mm. they can't be working like all the time throughout the day, so they might be like stopping and starting. Mm. Yeah, so they could do a bit of work one morning, have to, you know, homeschool children for a few hours and then go back to work. And then mm. it's just... Yeah, that's actually a good point. I forgot about the kids completely. Yeah, it's very, it could be very hard for them to get into a structured routine where they're doing, working at so many different times throughout the day and finishing at different times. Mm. Yeah, I am mad. That's actually so true. Like, not only... Because everything that the school did, you now have to do whilst working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's literally... Like, getting in the zone for work is basically going to be impossible then. Yeah. So that definitely would have made people struggle. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like for... Do you think, like, COVID was harder for... Like, what's the age group that you feel like got the worst impact for COVID? Mm. Maybe 16 to 25? 16 to 25. Yeah, I see that, I see that. So I say um, people who are like 16, 17, who have um, like GCSEs or A-level, so they don't get enough support from their mm. from the school that they deserve to even do well in their exams. Then there are people who are um, maybe like older in university or, or who are working, who are wasting away like some of the best years of their lives. Mm. Yeah. I think, um, I think I'd like to extend that to like maybe 16 to... I'd say like 45 to be honest 45 like, yeah, yeah. I feel like the beginning years as you said like you need support for education and like social life whatever but then the older you get like you have other issues like for instance having kids run around the home and like not having yeah. structure mm -hmm. or like not being able to take kids anywhere as well so mm -hmm. like they used to be able to go see friends but now they just can't so it's just oh, yeah. constantly in the house yeah and then like for a lot of people as well furlough 80% they can't afford like to live so mm. it's like you you literally just have nothing that you could do and the government's like aid and it's just like they haven't like because obviously my mom was an accountant so i was helping her with like some oh, yeah. giving like people um what's it called self-employment grants oh yeah so mm -hmm. it's not really like for everyone but like self-employment grants and literally she was saying yeah like there's so many self-employed people who the government just aren't giving grants to because like they don't match like some very gray criteria and yeah. i remember going mm -hmm. on the government website and it was like you know yeah you, you you can get a grant but then you can't if you and just use so like long words not even long words but just like weird words and just just like made it so confusing on purpose like confusing and gray to like pretty much limit how many people can benefit from this and like a lot of people would essentially just struggle financially mm -hmm. so but then obviously as you get older you know you have like your pensions and stuff so it's not really too deep but 
But yeah, I feel like, I feel like a lot of, like COVID, like lockdown has really fucked a lot of people up. Yeah, I'm, definitely. Like I'm, I'm actually so blessed in life to be fair, because I'm pretty much like unaffected. But like even my work, like I work as a security guard now, so like that's not cancelled. Like I'm on furlough and I still get shifts. So oh, it's yeah. just like, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I can't even imagine what it's like for some people. For not even for some, for most people. Do you have like any, like anyone in that you know who's like really struggling? Um, well, I do have a mate in particular who's a, a film student and mm. you can imagine doing like working on film projects can be very difficult in the pandemic where you can't like go in, in large groups to like film a film or a TV yeah. show yeah. yeah imagine doing that online it's not the same because yeah. at the end of the second year I was saying to him oh how was um how were your last few weeks of uni and he was saying oh there's some songs I couldn't even finish because because of the pandemic and I can't do them like outside of my house mm. like so you had some some plans for um for his like film or like or like video projects but you can only only plan you can't you could do any you couldn't even do them like, essentially that's so, so yeah well, one thing i want to research in my um dissertation is people's opinions on work from home in the first lockdown and then in the second and third mm. i mean not everyone who um i'm getting data from would have worked in the first and would have worked in all the lockdowns but mm. What are, you, what are you researching specifically? Well, to see if like people actually do want to go back to work from home or pe- people's opinions and mm. on work from home in each of the different lockdowns. That's what we found. Or wh- which one they prefer the, the most uh, to work from home in. Because um, a lot of people in the first lockdown, they may have preferred the first lockdown because it was when like, the weather was really nice and everyone's back at home with their family. and It was a better environment, but in the second and third lockdown when the weather's a little bit... A little bit colder and like days are shorter. It's not, it's not in the best like, environment for people working. Mm. So have you found that more people want to go back to working from home, or more people want to go back to the office? Or um, oh wait, are you saying that the views have changed? Literally, in the first lockdown, it was um, more people want to work from home. In the second, well, I'm not too sure. That's what I'm gonna the research. Oh, oh, okay, I see, I see. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So do you need like any? If you're uh, if you're listening and you're working from home. Uh, do help out my guy Mark with his uh, what's called research. Oh, again, like is this, is this the thing that you're gonna link on your Instagram in it? Oh yeah, 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 cool, cool. Yeah, so like you'll you'll get the link basically. Um, yeah, cool. Let us know as well. Or to be fair, like once you find out, um, I'll probably share your uh, dissertation or what you found as well because I feel like a lot of people would be quite interested in finding oh, yeah, out definitely. other people were prefer working from home. What do you think? Uh, what's what's your um, so it's about like work from home during the pandemic and like, how it's affected like work from home environments. Oh, very interesting. What's your course, by the way? Um, applied computing. Okay, okay. So it also ties in with like using technology more frequently. So. Oh, I like that. So how's that affected like productivity? Mm, mm. It's quite interesting. Sorry. Um, how far through the project? Um, well, I'm halfway through my lit review, and okay, cool. well, I need to get that done like soon because <laughs> I got my lit review due in a week. Yeah. Oh, sure. And then I got to write the ethics and methodology and then analyze my data it's just well, so how have you found obviously you're you're the tutor that i've mentioned um oh, yeah. how are you finding like working from home are oh, you doing work from oh, so, wait. A lot, um i had a bit of a strange situation so the company that i was sort of with the tutoring had to stop for a brief period then it started again oh yeah then it stopped again and it's starting again soon um but then i also do a little bit independent and i found that whilst you shouldn't really work. I did work a couple of times, and there was a few mm-hmm. people fine with it, but a lot of people preferred Zoom, and then some people, yeah. after mm-hmm. using the Zoom, for, especially for tutoring and similar things, actually found it wasn't really effective. Mm-hmm. So, particularly tutoring, I feel it is quite difficult. I mean, it might be easier, say, if you're teaching a regular class, but often I've got, say, new students, so like, I've mm-hmm. got a new students, sometimes they're like, maybe even refugees, oh, I'm yeah. trying to teach them over Zoom, it's very difficult, because sometimes they need that almost face-to-face interaction yeah, yeah. i definitely mm-hmm. think they struggle with that and uh, i struggled as well with it so it was definitely hits on i say those sort of one-on-one type mm. of type of jobs mm. yeah definitely um, however if maybe you work from a regular you could happily do them mm. over zoom things because one thing i noticed in my um in my secondary research is that like interpersonal communication is so much easier like for most people like, in person than online mm. especially when you're like trying to build Although for my course, um, forming mobile app development module is actually a little bit easier in a way because 
when I'm on Google Hangouts, no, sorry, Google Meet, um, we can like, yeah, we can, um, we have this feature where you can obviously like share your screen. And when I'm doing my program, and it's actually easier to show my teacher what I'm doing. Whereas if I was in uni, then it can be a little bit harder for them to, because they have to like come to my screen and then, you know, it's just easier for them to see what I'm doing and then, or, could, or literally just get in contact with them with um, a Google Hangouts, Google Hangouts chat, and then just send them a screenshot of my code and say, oh, you just didn't do this, this, and then, like normally we've got, got the problem sorted in a few minutes, so I'll have a like, problem with, with my code. I think uh, there's always been talk that people could actually quite easily work from home, because obviously yeah. when people got ill and things, everyone always used to say, well, not everyone, but there's a lot of talk always that you could quite effectively work from home when you're ill. Mm. And yeah. offices, mm -hmm. companies, they used to hate it, and they used to say, no, it's impossible. Mm -hmm. Coronavirus started now, oh, but of course you can work from home. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very interesting, but... Yeah. It's very doable. Yeah. Um, well, so one thing I want to add as well is that when the things go back, everything goes back to normal, managers need to take time with their with their colleagues to discuss them, what would work for them, what range they can make to like, support like, what, what, how they want to work. Because some people don't want to work home all the time. Some people want to um, combine like working from home, working in office. So, so yeah, it's important just to discuss um, like, what would work for everyone. How do you think um, students or, or graduates have been affected by um, the pandemic in terms of job hunting? In terms of job hunting, uh, that's actually a good question. So I feel like like I was job hunting, and people were getting fired, let alone hired. Yeah. Like no one like me, I don't know. But I feel like unless you're like top of your class and like you had some mad internship in oh, the yeah. first year, and then lockdown happened, and then you're like, "Hi guys, can I can I come work for you?" You're just not gonna get hired very much. Just, <laughs> just jobless for like eternity, unless you're like, like for instance, I did a security course, so I knew security people were still active and about. So um, I did that, and I quite like relatively easily managed to find work in the security sector. But then mm -hmm. like have, or like people, I like, became more Uber drivers or like Uber eats and everything. Oh yeah. Stuff like that. But I feel like a lot of people, like graduates, particularly, just just jobless. I don't know the statistics, but I'm gonna guess like. Most of them just jobless. I respect the uptick in that for sure. Yeah. Also, um, when COVID lifts, as in, I'd expect a huge rise in jobless unemployment yeah. since mm -hmm. for graduates, especially since. I mean, there was always quite high numbers. A lot of graduates remained unemployed for quite a while. Typically, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it was above fifty percent, if I remember rightly. Like quite all specific. Oh, for sure, but in general, I think in general it's over 50%, and so that will have increased. And if you think about it from a purely economic standpoint, it's quite, it's quite obvious, obviously, mm -hmm. businesses aren't open. They can't afford mm -hmm. to keep people, mm -hmm. keep them employed. So. Yeah. I think it's definitely, like, just gone downhill. This is the thing, this is, like, another thing. Like, I feel like if lockdown happened properly, like, on job, like what they did in New Zealand, yeah, would be, like, the short-term economic impacts could have been mad. But like it could have been back to normal, our graduates could be working, and yeah. like the country could have been booming beyond belief. Mm -hmm. But Boris and Co had other plans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what was your experience with like um, in the first lockdown? Did you go back to your family or did you um, stay in Leeds or? Uh, I stayed in Leeds because we had a mm -hmm. house. We literally stayed in Leeds. Okay. We had a house of four people and three because one of our families went home. But mm -hmm. so like it was quite like calm still. Like obviously we didn't link anyone out of them our house oh but yeah at the same time it was like you know we still have people there and like it was oh yeah really mm -hmm. fairly active to be fair um what about you what do you feel first lockdown uh first lockdown was obviously difficult it was our last last semester in uni yeah so yeah. it was a bit of a shame but i don't think it was the worst time to have it at the same time i mean you need to do your dissertation it was difficult being inside obviously sometimes i feel that getting outside, seeing your friends can help you mm -hmm. sort of rewind, uh, what's the word, wind down, like relax. Definitely, yeah. So I do think we missed that a bit. And it's very warm, if I remember rightly. <laughs> Being in the yeah. house every day, very warm. But, mm -hmm. um, I do think it's probably been hard. I think the winter one was possibly harder. Yeah, definitely. On that. So, yeah. Obviously, on top of that, you have things like seasonal affective disorder. Mm -hmm. That's for it. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, obviously, you probably, everyone has friends who suffer with things mm -hmm. like that. And, that compounded with even less sunlight, even less vitamin D sitting inside, yeah. not being able to get that social element. Yeah. Sometimes it's not just a case of sort of being with friends, talking about it. Sometimes it's about 
talking things through just to clear your mind and yeah. I think people have lost that obviously it's not quite the same as we've already spoken about online as it is to face to face yeah and of course after first lockdown you were like yay summer's coming covid will end in three weeks everyone's <laughs> gassed and then covid lasted three months but everyone was still gassed and then something yeah. came along she has released some bangers <laughs> <laughs> everyone was gassed and then there's a lot of people got slapped again and like all the hopes just went down yeah. <laughs> also mark says you know some countries in europe are already announcing way three yeah i've seen mm. that's so depressing people get worried that boris will obviously announce another another lockdown yeah. at that point i'm buying the house if he's leaving <laughs> <laughs> i yeah. unfortunately have one friend on instagram who lives in new zealand and it's quite painful at this point <sighs> seeing them live their life oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks back to our social media thing where oh yes <laughs> it's detrimental mm. plus mental but yeah no, yeah, yeah and I was back home with my family, so it was really good because I hadn't seen them for a while, mm-hmm. and it'd been a long time since like the whole whole family of us, all our family was like at home, like living with each other. Yeah. Because in the past few years, my sister's been at university, or or I've been at university, and it's just normally every time I've been home, it's not been like all of us in in the house. So during the first lockdown, it was very good uh, to be all together. Awesome, yeah. yeah, although the one negative thing about like the first lockdown was not being able to see a lot of my um. Like, like hometown friends yeah. Yeah. We, but when I did come back at least it was much better because I did appreciate my housemates a little bit more because I hadn't seen them for a long time but yeah I do remember after the first lockdown it was quite it was quite fun with everyone getting out of their house and because yeah. I remember at the time like towards the end of the summer I was working in a, a sales job like door to door sales and that time was a really good time to actually do the job because that's when most people were like sitting out in their garden and it was easy to make conversation when to do, to do the sale <laughs> well here's the thing here's the thing so um so i work for a company called simply switch so like switching people's gas electric to help them save money and here's the thing like we're not really selling anything because we don't work for um like a main supplier but i'm um, technically we are selling something because we're trying to persuade people to sign up to like a different supply if that makes sense yeah it's funny because like it would be my job to tell people that oh don't worry I'm not selling anything that's actually the, the first thing that I would say in, the, in my um, intro short story and then there'd be so many people who would disagree with me saying like oh you are trying to sell something but it's kind of an awkward situation because I'd agree with them <laughs> even though like, it's my job to tell me to disagree with them in a way yeah. <laughs> also I couldn't cope with that job anyway because like I said I'm introverted yeah. and to do that job we need to be good at we need to be comfortable with talking to people like seven, eight hours a day. Mm. And yeah, I just... <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. I feel like if you stayed in it, you would like... I know. Skills I know, like, it, did, it did help me with my confidence and social skills, so especially after the first lockdown, because when I wasn't going out and socialising that much, that when, when I was forced to be in a situation to interact with like, lots, lots of people, because... Like during the day's work, I normally have to speak to about 80 to 100 people a day. Mm-hmm. So that definitely build, build my social skills up. Well, going back to sort of job hunting as a, as a graduate, mm-hmm. it's just important to be considered with some companies out there that might um, not be what they see, not what they advertise on a, on a job listing. Like for example, recently I was on LinkedIn and I saw this um, advert for a job for an internship. So trainee web developer. And so I thought, okay, this is good. I clicked apply. And the first thing I noticed about it is that it didn't ask me for an application. Or, um, it wasn't like a proper application process. The only thing it asked me for was my telephone number and my email. So I just put in, put in those details, sent off. And said, okay, one of our supervisors will call you sometime in the next few days. I thought, okay. And then a few days passed and I get a call from the guy. And even though it was listed as an internship online, this guy's basically like trying to sell me a course that I could do. So it was a, a three to six months course of learning web development. So the idea of it is meant to get you um, job ready where you're working on um, websites like, like real world projects and and you, you have ex- get exams for it at the end and you get certified and you get a certificate upon c- completion. So I thought, okay, that seems pretty good getting to get experience for it. But the only the couple of issues I had with it is that half of the content on there was stuff I already learned on my degree. So I thought, I don't think it's going to be really for me. And then the guy was saying that um, how much it was going to cost, 
And he said, oh, normally it'd be about two grand, but with, as a promotion going on, it's uh, about a thousand pounds. And then he was saying, oh, but the promotion ends tomorrow. Even though the job listing was only posted like three days ago. So I thought, nah, it's definitely got to be a scam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now there is a scam this time. Oh, no. Yeah. The scamming one. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And the thing is with this course is that, like I said, half the, the content is stuff I've already learned on my degree course. Mm-hmm. And the other... The other things as well, other programming languages I could have learned, that stuff I can learn, and learn like online like with a fraction of the price. Mm. So I'm, I only need to pay like a thousand pounds for a course, and I could just learn something for like less than a hundred quid like on a mm. on a course, or even use like free YouTube tutorials. Mm. So that's the thing: a lot of scams are trying to convince you that the content they have is stuff that you can only find on that course, mm. and they give you like a massive like start fee. Whereas a lot of stuff can just be um, learned for free on YouTube. But yeah, I think that's that's all I wanted to discuss. Cool. Are there any like final points or final um, thoughts? Uh, no, that's it. Yeah, all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us today on the postgraduate podcast impartial discussion. This was Alex and our lovely guest Mark. Mark discussing COVID and and um, <laughs> COVID and other stuff regarding COVID. And yeah, thank you for listening and have a good day.